We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. The Chicago Bulls select Kobe White. Levine with the runway. Welcome to Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Patton. Jason, it was just one preseason game against perhaps the one of the worst teams in the league, the Cleveland Cavaliers. But oh my God, did the Bulls look incredible. A 131-95 victory for the Bulls. The final score doesn't matter, but the vibes do. And the vibes could not have been better. From the opening tip, the Bulls were displaying pristine ball movement. You could see the athleticism and the length on the floor. And you could just truly tell this is a new era of Bulls basketball, man. The Garpack stink is fully off this roster. Arturis Karnaschovas's vision in the offseason materialized on the first preseason game of the year uh, with Javante Green in the starting lineup. I'm sure we'll we'll talk to talk about him more as we go on. Bulls didn't have Patrick Williams, didn't have Kobe White, uh, didn't have Derek Jones Jr., who maybe would have got that starting four spot if he was healthy. They didn't have Tony Bradley. And without all those key pieces, the Bulls absolutely ran the Cavs off the floor. The Bulls starting unit and just like the key rotation pieces when they put in Caruso, uh, tried some different lineups, just looked incredible. And this was one of the most fun Bulls, but one of the most fun, some of the most fun I've had watching the Bulls in the last, you know, five, six, seven years. It was just awesome. Yeah. Like I said, all preseason caveats. And all that stuff apply, knock on all the wood. But uh, we just have to say after that when the Bulls are back, uh, 131 points. And just like basically just dominant from the opening tip. The offense was a little sluggish to start, but defensively, I mean, I was you mentioned J- Javon Tigre and talk about him later. Let's just talk about him right now. He he like set him and Lonzo set the tone, I he thought, with, with their defense just at the start of the game. Uh, one of the first, very first possessions, I think, uh, I saw like Javante, I guess this had happened multiple times. Javante Green was guarding Evan Mobley, the Cavs prize rookie, what number three pick. Obviously, he's a rookie, rookie big man, but Javante Green, who's like six four, Mobley's almost seven foot. Green stoned him, I think blocked him in the post like multiple times. Uh, he was just Green was just all over the place. 
with de- defense, hustle, offensive rebounds. He he only played 17 minutes and he had 13 points, eight rebounds, four blocks, and two steals. Four four six uh, stocks. Six yeah. stocks in 17 minutes. Like that's ridiculous. Like I said, him and Lonzo totally set the tone. Was Lonzo also all over the place defensively? Uh, he had three steals, two blocks, so that's five stocks. He also had five rebounds, five assists, uh, eight points there. So just stuffing the stat sheet, pushing the pace. That, that's been a big talking point. It's just how the, the Bulls got Lonzo was they just want to push pace and play really fast. And they played super fast. And we saw defense turning into offense over and over and over again. The Bulls forced a ton of turnovers. They had, uh, I think, like 13 steals, 12 or 13 steals at like 11 blocks. And they were just zooming the other way, getting easy baskets. We saw some showtime. Levine had a few sick dogs. He also biffed one pretty bad there in the first half, which is really funny, but uh, we'll give him that one. But just, yeah, defense, They, I think they set the tone with the defense, and then the offense kind of just came around. Levine, had a, Levine did not force up. I think they forced up a few shots early in the game, but I think both him and DeRozan, even Vooch. Uh, but then Levine, like once he just started kind of taking shots, like in the flow of the offense and getting some of those transition baskets, he ended up with 25 points and 9 of 14 shooting uh, in like 24 minutes. So like it just again, super efficient, what we've come to expect out of Zach. And just like, again, a ton of easy looks using just having so much more talent around him. I think we should, as we've said, should help Zach a lot. He won't always have to just be going and shooting. Uh, we see, we saw him take some tough shots at the beginning of the game. He doesn't have to do that. They can use their ball movement, using pushing the pace. And Zach is just getting open threes, like off screens, off curls and transition, stuff like that. And getting easy dunks, just super easy. And like, DeRozan and Vooch shouldn't have like the best uh, box score instead of like shooting games, but they both had four assists, both moving the ball well. Uh, and like I said, Lonzo Green. I mean, just all these guys were great. Caruso was awesome with the bench. Caruso had 10 assists in 20 minutes and like the defensive stuff as well. So we saw basically like exactly you said, the vision of like what the Bulls front office had putting this team together is what we saw on the court today. Now, again, you know, no one wants to overreact too much after, after one game, but I mean, at the very least, we don't know how good the Bulls are going to be, but we saw tonight just how fun that they can definitely be. Just, again, pushing the pace, the athleticism, turning defense into offense, uh, and just, like, moving the ball over the court. And that should be make for a lot of fun games and should be a lot of wins if the offense plays as well. And if the defense uh, can be a better, maybe better than a lot of people expect. Again, the Cavs are probably not going to be very good. They're very young. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was, it was great to see. You'll love to see it. Uh, just a super fun game to watch and just great vibes. Like you said, to start this preseason, start this 21, 22 uh, season. Yeah. There's so much to get to here, but the th- main thing I keep coming back to is I'm just so happy for Zach Levine. Zach Levine still has never won four games in a row in his NBA career. Zach Levine, obviously, uh, you know, has never, he's never made the playoffs, right? He didn't make the playoffs with that Tibbs. No, team, yeah, right? none. Yep. So, uh, Levine just like, I'm so happy for him because he has been through so much horrible basketball in his short NBA career. I believe he's never had the same coach in consecutive seasons. He finally gets that with Billy Donovan. And for once, the Bulls actually decide to build around him. All these moves they made were because they realized they had a really good piece in Zach Levine. And maybe the previous front office would have traded him away the same way they traded away Jimmy Butler. And Zach might not be as good as Jimmy. But Zach is still pretty damn good. And the Bulls made these moves to prioritize Zach and to help Zach show just how good he can be, that he can be a legitimate top 25 player. 
dude, it was just coming so easy for him tonight. Tonight, you could see that, like, yes, first preseason game against the Cavs. We always have to say it. But you could see him, like, making the All-NBA team this year. Uh, He barely had to create with the ball in his hands whatsoever. Like, the game was so easy for him and so easy for the team. And I think that that's the first thing that really jumps out to me, like, over the last couple of years, Jason, since we've been doing this podcast, how many times have we seen the Bulls run two big lineups and even three big lineups? We saw them play Miritich and Markinen at the three for extended stretches because the team just had so many bigs. They didn't even have last a year. <laughs> now we have Javante Green at six foot five starting a power forward, uh, at least in this preseason game. And really like the that's just a sign that the team is a lot more like perimeter based, athletic, versatile, uh, however versatile. you want to put it. Yeah. yeah, it's just like not plotting bigs anymore. And you can see it in the ball movement. You can see it in the shooting. Uh, I don't know if these guys are going to be able to shoot like this every night, but Troy Brown hitting three threes in the first quarter. Yep. He's never hit better than 33 or 34% in a single season for his career. And for his career, he's a 33% three point shooter. And his shot looked awesome in the first quarter of this game. If he's able to provide, let's say, like 35, 36% shooting, he's going to be awesome for them as a bench guard who has some length, who can guard multiple positions. The defense has so much switching potential. And it's just so awesome that the Bulls actually decided to go this route and overhaul the team with Zach as the main focus. I'm really happy for Zach. Yeah, absolutely. The defense, it was just really impressed by the defense. So this game, I mentioned it just like Lonzo and Green setting the tone. Just the deflections and steals, the blocks, they were just like in the passing lanes, just completely mucking up everything the Cavs were doing. I think even Zach Zach had three steals. So Zach had three, Lonzo had three, Green had two, Vooch had one, Vooch had a block. Dude, even DeRozan had a couple blocks. So like uh, they were just uh, all over the place defensively again. And then just using that and turning it the other way. Uh, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Awesome to see. You mentioned, yeah, I forgot totally about Troy Brown at those three threes in the first quarter helped that offense kind of, uh, pushing it a bit. Some of these other bench guys, even Alizé Johnson showed how good of a rebounder he is. We know his like permanent rebounding stats were ridiculous in his limited minutes. He had 11 rebounds in 17 minutes, four of those offensive. So that's why they got him. One of the concerns about this team is rebounding. Uh, If you throw Alizé Johnson out there for, as a, as a bench guy to rebound, I mean, he's going to grab you a ton of rebounds in those limited minutes. Uh, I know IO didn't really get in until garbage time. But it was nice to hit, see him score some baskets, had a, had a nice little run there. So just like, just a lot of, uh, just a lot of good things from up and down the lineup. And he said, they were missing key guys. They're missing Patrick Williams, missing Kobe white, missing Derek Jones, Jr. Missing Tony Bradley. So, I mean, that's four guys who we think will be in the rotation. Probably maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe we'll see about Derek Jones, Jr. Uh, well, I guess we'll see about Bradley as well, how much he actually plays, but I would guess that he'll be, I guess Marcus Simonovich was all, did also, did also didn't play today, but I don't think we're expecting much from him, but uh, yeah, I mean, just great stuff all over the place. Uh, from Another the thing that jumps out to me, uh, if any of the listeners didn't watch this game and I don't blame you, it was the preseason opener against the Cavs. Go watch the YouTube highlights. Usually there, you can easily find like 15 minute highlight packages on YouTube and this one is definitely worth watching because the Bulls had like 10 incredible highlight yeah. real plays in this. There was a stretch in the second quarter where Zach had back-to-back totally ridiculous dunks. 
uh, one off a baseline cut from Lonzo where he got the ball going to the basket, threw it down on the baseline. The next one was a deep alley-oop from Caruso, which was beautiful. Caruso, I believe, also hit DeMar DeRozan for an up-and-under dunk that was really tight. There was also a great moment in the third quarter, I think, when Javante Green got stuffed by Markinen on a dunk attempt at the rim, got the rebound, and then just dunked the shit out of the ball <laughs> right on Markinen. And man, it was like just seeing Markinen in a Cavs jersey and Denzel Valentine in a Cavs jersey would have been good enough to put a smile on my face. Like all I wanted at minimum was to watch some new guys fail. We had just seen the same guys over and over and over again fail. It's like, give me something new to watch. The Bulls totally overhauled this roster. The only guys on the team who were on the team from this, this point last year are Zach, Kobe, and Pat. Everyone else has turned over. And that fresh blood has provided such a boost of energy, enthusiasm, and the team just fits so much better than it did before last year. Even after the trade deadline last year, they're still too heavy in the front court. And this team just makes sense, dude. They have length, they have athleticism. What they lack in, like, I guess, raw size, size. they really only have two bigs on the team with Vooch and Tony Bradley. Bradley was hurt. Alizé is six foot seven and he's kind of like your energy big, but even he's a little bit undersized for four, let alone a five. Uh, just it's they're They're just able to make up with it, make up for it in ways that are more conducive to building a team in today's environment. Like they have shooting, they have length, they have uh, ways to switch on defense that they never had previously. And there was just so much encouraging stuff in this game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, uh, just, I'm going back to Javante Green, like Stacey King, who was also in prime form. He was, he was having a blast and like... Stacy's stuff can get was got kind of tired of it. I don't want to be too harsh here, but like with a bad team, like Stacy's stuff was getting like it would get a little old. Whatever. When the Bulls are fun like this, like Stacy's bringing the energy. I think he had he had some good new catchphrases. Like he was pumped. It was getting me pumped up. Like uh, just with all the great highlights. Like it was just it was great. And he uh, Stacy was definitely going uh, Javante with the, the new David the David Noaba thing. Like there's five Javante greens out there. Uh, there there basically was. He was all over the place. Uh, you bring up Markinen. I want to bring. I want to talk about Lowry here for a second because I, his first half was honestly one of the most embarrassing halves of basketball I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I think he was. He literally showed every single reason why the Bulls, why we were sick of him, why the Bulls needed to move on from him. Uh, I think he was something like one of seven from the field. 
I think it was like a minus 19. Again, obviously the Bulls blew the Cavs out. Not many of the Cavs like plus minuses look any good, but like he, I think at least three or four different Bulls guards, like six, six and under stopped him easily in the post and got either steals or blocks. I know Javante did it. Lonzo did it. I'm pretty sure Crusoe did it. DeRozan blocked him on a three once and that, and that turned into a bass on the other end. I know he missed, uh, he missed a couple layups inside against smaller defenders. You mentioned the Javante just going through him after Lowry blocks him and then John gets it back and packs it in his face. Uh, it was just a lot of the same stuff that we've seen from Lowry that made him such a disappointing player with the Bulls. Soft on both ends, plays so much smaller than he actually is. Uh, and it was brutal. And it was like, yeah, like this is why the Bulls are moving on. I, like Lowry is not going to be like that bad all season. He did have a little run in like the third or fourth quarter in garbage time when he made his line look a little better. He'll be better. He'll have his games where he shoots really well from three and all that. But besides when he's not, we saw when he's not shooting well from three, just like he offers nothing. He can't, he can't take advantage of smaller defenders. He can't do anything defensively. He doesn't like offer anything else. And it was all on the table there in this game. Just a perfect showcase of why the Bulls moved on. Uh we haven't talked about the ball movement in the ball movement. was six assists. Sick. Look at the box score. 36 assists, Jason. Jim Boylan would be proud. You remember when Jim Boylan wanted to average 35 assists a game sure and like the Bulls had like barely done it the whole season or not done it the whole season. 36 assists in the first preseason game. And these guys have not been around each other that long. I mean, I think they showed up together. You started to see pictures of them uh, working out together, maybe like a week or two weeks before training camp. But with so many new pieces on this team, it was a reasonable concern of like, how long would it take them to develop chemistry and cohesion playing together? And you saw it from the first preseason game, man. Like we'll see if that says more about the Cavs than it does about the Bulls, but probably a bit I'm of both. really, yeah, it probably says a little bit about both, but I'm feeling great about the brand of basketball. The Bulls are going to be playing this year. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, one guy holding the ball, trying to create off the dribble. They ran a lot of double drag. They ran a lot of dribble handoffs to try to get DeRozan or Levine downhill. And you, like I said, like typically last year, or the last couple of years, the offense would break down to the point where like it was Levine dribbling at the top of the key, trying to create something out of nothing. And today it was just Levine getting wide open, easy buckets created by other people. And that's why I thought that some of the concern about the Levine DeRozan fit was so bizarre. Like I was just listening. I, I enjoy this podcast, but Danny LaRue's real GM podcast, they had the central division preview and they were talking about, uh, you know, why go get DeRozan when you have a better option in terms of like creating on the ball with Levine. Well, dude, me and you who have watched all these games have been clamoring for Levine to play more off ball for the Bulls to get another competent ball handler next to him. And guess what, dude? Not every team has to play heliocentric basketball. You don't just have to give it to your best player, space the floor and let him cook. What we saw tonight from the Bulls was some sick ball movement. And I think it really just shows the value of having high IQ players because these dudes have not been around each other that long and the game just looked easy. The ball was whipping around the floor. Uh, they were almost overpassing. There were a few times, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, there was one possession right before the starters checked out late in the third quarter. Where it was like hilarious. Vooch Lonzo wide open threes, <laughs> just like kept passing up wide open threes to try to make the extra pass to get their teammate a better shot. Uh, 
But like, if that's the Bulls' biggest problem, they're overpassing, that's going to be awesome because it already seems like a team that's going to be very selfless and a team that's going to have an offense designed around being equal opportunity. And it's tough to sell that, perhaps to three guys like Levine, Vucevic, and DeRozan, who have histories of being all-stars, histories of averaging over 20 points per game. As recently as last season, they're all 20-point-per-game scores. But it sure looks like a team that really doesn't give a fuck who gets their numbers individually. They're going to share the ball. Donovan is not going to sort of run the offense around one guy's singular skills. And I really liked some of the offensive sets I saw today, too. I thought that, like, even though they were generally, like, sort of basic, there wasn't anything, like, too incredible about it. Everything made sense, right? Especially after all the bad basketball we watched last year. (laughs) And the ball movement was just really a welcome sight. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, there were a few, like, questionable shots early, I think, from both. DeRozan and Zach, and then they like they just totally got rid of it, and that's when they they really started taking off uh, when the ball was really moving. I, I can't remember how many assists they had in the first half. Uh, it might have been over twenty. I think it was around twenty or over twenty. So like when the game was still like semi competitive, like the offense was was killing it, and they just op- totally opened up in the third quarter. Uh, yeah, I mean it was just great all around. I don't, I don't know what else, much more you can say from it. Uh, I mean, and Levine, like whatever you talk about, like whatever, getting his numbers, like he had 25 points in 24 minutes. He got his 14 shots, but outside of like the first two or three, maybe they were all in the flow. And like, if they're going to be playing this fast, they got up 109 shots total. Like if they're going to be playing fast like this, there's going to be plenty of offense to go around here. So, uh, and they'll be, they'll stagger guys. Uh, I like, I don't have all like the lineup data in front of me from what they did, but we saw staggering. Like we saw DeRozan play with bench guys. Uh, and they're going to get their opportunities. So like he was playing some point with the bench guys and they're going to get their opportunities when they stagger. And if they're going to be get playing so fast, getting up shots, like, like I said, they're going to, there's going to be plenty to go around still. And one more plug for Javante green. So some takeaways, why wasn't Javante green playing last year? Donovan basically didn't play him after they acquired him. And at bulls media day, when they asked Donovan who would start at the four, the first guy he, the first thing he mentioned was like, you know, putting Crusoe in the starting lineup, yeah. having uh, DeRozan slide to the four. So then after that, he mentioned like Stanley Johnson, maybe starting at the four. It was pretty shocking to hear him say that, but and he also mentioned Derek Jones Jr. Yeah. Going with Javante, man, like having Derek Jones injured in the first preseason game, what if that ends up being like a sneaky, meaningful moment in this bowl season? Because they look like they really found something with Javante. He was flying all over the floor. Uh, his skill set is theoretically like a nice fit with all these other pieces, too, because he's a hyper athlete. He's a hustle guy. He's an energy guy. He doesn't need the ball. And that fits sort of nicely around Vucevic, Levine, Ball, and DeRozan. So he looked really, really good, Javante Green. And, you know, for a 6'5 guard, I I was Googling for a wingspan measurement on Javante Green. He looks long. I could not find a wingspan measurement. That's what happens when you go to Radford or whatever. (laughs) So undrafted, obviously. But he's a serious NBA athlete. And he played that role of, like, an energy forward so well today. Uh, I think, like... At this point, you, you have to like keep starting, right? Like he's got to start in the next game too. And uh, they just looked so good with him on the floor. Man, that could really be major found money. Like not to overreact to the first preseason game. Javante will have his struggles, but uh, he really provided the team with a spark and uh, just like a great, like his presence basically changed the entire uh, combination of the line. Just having like a 
guard in that spot where last year you were playing Vooch and Tice and Thad together at times. You know what I mean? It's like having a six, five guy who's super athletic, who's just going to fly around the court that changed the composition of the team. And he looked awesome tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what was I going to say there? Yeah. It was Javante looked, looked great. Uh, I, I was going to say, I, I, I didn't think much of him. I think I, I wrote at bloggable before, like a couple days ago about like uh, who's going to take Patrick Williams spot. And like, it was how oh, Javante had some flashes last year. Uh, kind of in garbage time of the season. Like, yeah, he's a hustle guy, but like he didn't really do much with Boston. He's like, whatever his skill set's limited. But like, if he's going to bring this kind of stuff to the court, like, obviously, I don't think we can expect this stat line every night. But uh, yeah, if he's going to bring this hustle, that defense, like the ability to guard bigger guys that he showed, I mentioned the stuff on Mobley, the stuff on Lowry. Like, if he can do that, bring that hustle, then yeah, like, obviously, I don't think he's going to start once Patrick Williams is healthy. I'm assuming Pat's going to. We'll, we'll get that start. But like, if he's going to be do that off the bench and you bring in like Javante Caruso when Kobe gets healthy off the bench and then whoever Bradley, I mean, that's just the energy, the defense, uh, the hustle, like the, that's, those are just like really solid bench guys to have there. In that four position is just going to be so much different for the bulls. than it was last yeah. season. You're going to Javante green, Derek Jones and Stanley Johnson is like your backup four options for Pat. And you know, if Pat struggles, they could easily go to, other looks in the lineup yeah. and that is really a luxury this year i also think kobe could really eat off the type of ball movement we saw oh yeah like those three offensive stars are going to attract a ton of defensive attention the team is very willing to swing the ball and that's going to end up in kobe's hands a lot of times when he comes back so that's good they also have a better defensive infrastructure around him this year i think just by having like some more rangy defenders uh Obviously, some teams will test Vooch in the pick and roll and how far back the Bulls drop Vooch. Do they play him a little bit closer to the level of the screen? That's going to be something really interesting to watch all year. Do the Bulls switch everything and then just basically play drop with Vooch? That could potentially be a defensive strategy for them, especially when the games get really meaningful if they're able to make the postseason. Uh, But man, like I'm just really excited after this preseason game, dude. What more can you say? Right. Bulls yeah. looked awesome. 69 points in the first half, 130 plus in the game. Levine getting an effortless 25. You didn't even need to put the ball on the deck to get it. Uh, just a sick game, dude. A plus. It was awesome. I got really, I got really nothing else. So I think we touched on just about everything there. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. Next game is on Friday against the Pelicans, I believe. So we got a few days off here. I think it's Friday. I think there's another game on Sunday. They might play the Cavs again on Sunday. I can't remember. I have to look at the schedule again. But yeah, we got a few days off here. Bask in this glory. We'll get some nice, hopefully get some nice overreactions from Bulls fans here. And uh, just quick shout out. Sky, Sky plays yeah. for the in the WNBA yes. finals tomorrow. I'm going to be there game four. If any listeners are there, uh, come find me. We'll yeah, hang that, out. Shoot me a message on Twitter at SBN underscore Ricky. And uh you know, DeRozan, Pat, Kobe, they were there. They, they've been at the last two Sky playoff games that I've also attended. So hopefully this guy can get it done tomorrow. I think it's going to be a really tough game against a Connecticut team that's the best team in the WNBA with the MVP and John Quell Jones. But the, sky, the atmosphere at the Sky game in game three was incredible. Uh, hopefully, like, you know, DeRozan and Pat and Kobe and Javante could, like, feel that energy in the building and feel Chicago supporting a really good team making a deep playoff run. Let's recreate that with the Bulls. Yeah. Shout out to the Sky. And then we also got my White Sox starting tomorrow. I'm so excited for this White Sox Astros series, dude. I think that's going to be Astros. an incredible series. Fuck the Astros. The whole world is going to be on the White Sox side. Uh, hopefully the pitching comes up to, you know, comes up to play because I'm 
extremely jacked up to watch Luis Robert in the get playoffs. The juice, baby. Anderson get this uh, big spotlight in the postseason. So that'll be fun, too. Lots of good stuff happening in Chicago sports. Andy Dalton say on the sidelines, we don't want <laughs> everything else. Good vibes. Seriously, just great vibes. I mean, you mentioned the sky. That game three was absolutely insane. Uh, they went on a huge run in the fourth quarter, and then they almost fell apart. They, The sun missed uh, – just an absolutely mind, like a few mind boggling misses Same. and layups yeah. in the last Same minute. Layup. Just like, so you could say this, this guy got a little lucky from that, but like they gutted it out. They made just enough plays, got big rebounds. Uh, so that, that, that was great. Mentioned the white Sox obviously starting up, uh, even though the Cubs suck now, uh, in tonight's game, I'm not sure what the actual score is, but I just, I saw that former Cubs, Kyle Schwarber and Anthony Rizzo both went home, hit your home runs in this AL wildcard game. So that's great. Justin Fields got his first NFL win against the shitty Detroit lions last weekend and was throwing darts, uh, all over the field to Darnell Mooney to several to him. He had one to a Rob. So it was great to seeing him unleash that big arm. So yeah, a lot of good vibes here with Chicago sports. So, uh, good stuff, right, man. You- Let's we good here. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. All right. Uh, as always, shout out to Blue Wire Network with the NBA starting back up here. We got MLB playoffs. We got we're in the middle of the NFL season. Tons of great sports stuff going on. Go check out all, all those other great pods across the Blue Wire Network if you uh, like what we're doing here and like what everyone else is doing across the Blue Wire Network. Tons of good stuff going on here for us here at Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. Please. Rate and review us. Give us those five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us. Uh, if you got some feedback as well, please leave those reviews. Uh, for, for us, we're, wherever you listen to your podcast, we are we are on Apple Podcasts, Citrus, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those good places. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, Ricky mentioned his Twitter earlier. He is at SP underscore Ricky. I am at Bulls underscore J. Uh, so again, the Bulls are back. Looking back next game Friday. Uh, hopefully. Uh, that game will be just as fun, but for now we will bask in some of that glory. Go Chicago Sky in their next game. Hopefully they can reach the WNBA Finals. We'll talk to you guys next time, guys. Take it easy. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.